In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, today's topic, what's faith got to do with it? We will be discussing this question with Stephen Baldwin and Maria Yano. You mean like Stephen Baldwin is like the Baldwin brothers? Yes, absolutely. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But before we introduce our guest, we have to share our wild weekend because you know people want to hear about our wild weekend. They don't want to hear. They've been lining up outside the door, going, "Tell us more, tell us more." They don't want to hear about Stephen Baldwin. (laughs) Come on! But we were speaking at a retreat this weekend with Royal Palms Church, and it was fabulous. we, we had so much fun. Well, we always try to have fun when we go and travel and, and speak. And because and, we love being with girlfriends and meeting new girlfriends and just doing life together. Well, we are sitting now with our coffee cocktails. And I am trying a new one. Uh, my, my new one today is... Are we having coffee talk right now? Coffee talk. Okay. <laughs> well, because it's kind of been an ongoing thing for me because I just can't get it right. You know, I went off on the vanilla, almond, milk, and it's not cutting it. So now I'm trying fat-free chocolate milk and coffee. Ugh, and you told me that this morning and I just I just can't fathom that because that totally takes away it's all about the coffee experience. It's all about all those delightful tastes just going across your palate and down into you know just savoring those times in the morning and you are not making it where it's a pleasant savoring experience well, anymore. I can't even remember all the the creamers you put in. You have to share everything that you have in your coffee this morning. Well, actually mine is a coffee cocktail and I've gotten it down pretty well. Um, but however, this morning when I went, they were out of one of my flavors. So what I have this morning is a macadamia nut flavored coffee. I have sugar-free vanilla cream or cappuccino, regular <laughs> vanilla cappuccino mixture. That way I don't feel as guilty because I'm getting a little sugar-free, so I don't feel totally guilty for all the calories. And then I have vanilla creamer in there, and you mix all that up, and it's delightful. Okay, that is so funny, only because uh, this weekend, Christy Lord was the pastor's wife for Royal Palms, and she's also a blogger for us, but she was telling me that she's a purist. A coffee purist. A coffee purist. And And I was like, what is a coffee purist? Well, I I don't think I really want to know because I'm sure I won't like it. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to become one. But tell us what a coffee purist is. I will. I will enlighten you on a coffee purist. And that is just coffee and half and half, which is kind of what our parents drank, right? Well, mine drank black. Oh, okay. Just plain black. And um. And I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of this weekend, we did have a blast. And 
we were talking about personality coffee temperaments, but if you don't know yours, find out on the Girlfriend It website and then tell us what you are on Facebook. You show us yours and we'll show you ours. So inappropriate. <laughs> and you have the smile on your face. I don't know what to do with you this day. Well, you're talking about the coffee nothing. thing. You were highly caffeinated, I must say, because you're not breathing this morning as you're talking. But the personality things we have framed because obviously we love coffee and the different flavors. So we kind of framed that your personality temperaments according to coffee flavors. And so, yeah, that's what we're talking about. You can, we have that test on our site, but we did that with these women and we always have fun with that. It, it was fun, but I, I have to story time. Okay. Cause I have to share a story about you this weekend Uh-oh. that I still, I lay in bed and I have to tell you, I laugh at your expense. I like, it's that gut giggle laugh that you can't, it's, it's not, I can't even control it because well, it makes uh, me giggle too. If that's any, it's, it's your, it's a speaker's ultimate nightmare because what took place is that this weekend we were speaking on running the race and living through your obstacles, getting up when you fall, not quitting, staying the course. And yeah, staying the course. And Lisa, you are all about the visual. You, you are all about creating the ambience and memorable experiences. I might add. And so you definitely created one this weekend (laughs) and I took it for the team. I just want you to know. (laughs) Well, so let me back up here. So we're on our, our fourth message, and it's the last day, and this is our, you know, our farewell. It's, it's putting you know, the bow, wrapping it all up, and I'm done speaking, and now we're kind of changing of the guards, and I'm leaving the podium, and you're coming up. Well, as I'm looking at you with a smile on my face, mm-hmm. you're approaching the podium all of a sudden. Something, I don't know what it well, was. Well, I must say my hands were full. You I have had... an iPad, a Bible, <laughs> notes, a baton, and this plaque thing because I'm going to create visuals up there. Of course, you are there. creating the visual. Yes. I'll give you that. So all of a sudden, you are plummeting forward. Something catches your foot, and I still don't know. <laughs> you are going forward. Your iPad catches me right below the rib cage, which causes <laughs> me to go I mean, this air just knocks out. It knocked out everything, to be honest. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I think I had something trickling down my pants because it just kind of caught me so off guard. And it made me stumble into the the window behind me that's full of mini blinds. So I am... You made quite the racket. I I hit the mini blinds and it's like... But it catches me. Otherwise, it would have been a complete domino. You hitting me and me falling back. But the wall and the mini blinds catch me. So I'm able to move forward and try try to at least save your iPad because I wasn't going to save you. (laughs) And I just come up and you are face down, literally face down on my boots. (laughs) Well, you know, it's one of those things. I was in such shock that I went down. I don't know what caused me to go down. And then you're just along for the ride. There's nothing you can stop. And I'm literally on the ground. Exactly. (laughs) I'm literally on the ground, like grumbling, fumbling, not grumbling. I was grumbling inside, fumbling for all my stuff that had scattered everywhere. And and all I could see was your shoes as I looked down and it's like, oh no, this is going to be good. And you know, when something happens like that, you want to, you're mortified. First of all, I was humiliated and mortified because everybody gasped in the room because everybody's seeing this. I can't do it behind the scenes. I have to do it in front of everybody. And it's just one of those things. Did anybody, can we pretend like that didn't happen? Like we didn't really see that, did, did we? So I remember picking up all my things and you picked up my arm and you walked me to the podium. 
That was humiliating. Well, but I, I still appreciate you had my back because it's one of those things. I'm fine. Thank you. I'm fine. I was, first of all, I had just taken a fall a couple weeks earlier and I knew how painful that is because <laughs> your knee catches it. So when I kind of got you up into the standing position, I thought, okay, that had to hurt. But I wanted to laugh because I knew that the last thing you wanted was for people to go, oh, I know I did not. And so it's why I was, it was the fight or flight syndrome that kicked in because I had to speak for 45 minutes. Yes. And it was like, I knew that I couldn't even crack open a giggle because once I did, I would lose all composure, make my facial experience, and I would lose and I would never regain and recover to be able to speak. So I had to just really hold that in. And the whole time I'm talking, I'm having this self-talk to myself going, that really didn't happen. I can't believe that happened. You know, all this talking going, I just want to laugh. I just want to laugh. So I couldn't wait to get down, get down from speaking, come over to you and go, okay, I just have to release the valve right now and laugh. So hard. It was funny. Well, the thing is, is that usually every time when we travel and we do these retreats, I love to um, I love to get underneath your skin and just irritate you. I don't know why. I <laughs> you get don't irritate such me. Pleasure. We laugh. Yes, but yes. I I usually will find some type of you normally animal. leave a little critter under my pillow. And I the second night when I was over on my side of the room, it's like I'm like, oh, I don't have a little friend with me. And I was kind of expecting it the second night. I'm kind of a little disappointed in you, I might might add. Well, I I find such pleasure, and so um, for us to <laughs> for it to end in that fashion was was pretty funny because. Um, see that little critter? It was a furry ferret, actually. And it was one of those ferrets that actually moves. It was battery operated. And I would always put it either underneath your pillow or where your feet would go. And one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, there was always this, this curdling scream that came yes. from your direction. And <laughs> you would have, you would have think, you would have thought that I would have learned, you know, if, but I'm always surprised, which I don't know what that says about me. And I don't know what it says about me. Cause I'm eight. I, I don't know why I can't grow up and why that's so fun. But what's funny is that in Seattle in one of our retreats, the gals had heard that story. So they put animals everywhere. There were literally frogs in the toilet. We were in a zoo. We were in a zoo. There were snakes hanging from the shower. And I, that, oh yeah. I went to get in the shower and there's this, this snake hanging down from the shower head. And it was like, okay, that got me. They there, got me really good. We loved that. There was animals underneath the pillows. It was seriously hysterical. I mean, every time we would move a sheet, something would jump out at us. So we started taking pictures so we can read Cause it's all about creating memorable experiences. That's what we're all about. We love to do it. We're talking today about your faith and what does your faith have to do with it and so many times I think people default that people of faith are boring and it's like they don't enjoy the journey and the ride and that's anything but true because we there's so much there's so much laughter to be found and enjoy and I know even um, this morning we got an email from our friend Julie Lane who does a lot of writing for us and just fabulous and she'd got some bad health news but Mm -hmm. she was writing and going you know what God is still good. I can still laugh. And, and she made light of it. And it's like going forward and like God has a sense of humor because maybe he wants this. And, and you know, I love that attitude and that spirit yes. that you can still find laughter and still find joy. You're not, you're not laughing and celebrating the bad news, but you're going, you know what? God is still a God of joy. There's still joy to be found and just go find it and live that way. And so I love people's attitudes when they can really take something dark. Cause that's what we talked about mm-hmm. last, last time too, is in the midst of darkness, there's still light and, and learning how to identify and live that way. And so today 
We're going to be talking with a couple of guests who are in kind of a dark industry in one way, the entertainment industry, <laughs> but it's, 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 a, it's a whole other entity and world in itself. And, and sometimes you, I'm sure you just have to do a lot of laughing because there's a lot of real ridicule happening, but at your expense, I'm sure, if, you, if you're a person of faith. So we'll kind of go into that. Um, so anyway, as we go into, we have Stephen Baldwin, like you said, and yes, we have we Maria Yano coming up. And Maria is, a, is someone who's just passionate, has taken her gifts and her passion and is really using it for the Lord as a, as a screenwriter. So when we take a break, we'll come back with Maria and, and Stephen, who have partnered together. So you might have to go get a refill on your coffee. Am and I not breathing? And, <laughs> and then add your, your 20,000 ingredients to that. And then when you come back, we can dive into these guys and get some great questions at them and really talk we about it. We're ready for this. And I know with Stephen, it's like kind of expect the unexpected. So we, we're ready for that. So stay with, it, with us. With us. <laughs> this is Girlfriend It. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Ready for the most current feel-good gossip? Then check out Daytime with Donna with your host, Donna Intercastle. And sidekick Nina Fry. Every Friday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Togginet.com. Donna is a charismatic, market-driven entrepreneur who was part of the team that founded iVillage.com, which is the largest content-driven community for women today. Donna and Nina are here to empower you, motivate you, and encourage you in all aspects of your life. It's like Oprah on the radio. Plus, your chance to win great prizes, all the way up to a $500 Visa gift card. For more on Donna Intracasso, check out her website, introinc.com. Then join us for the show, Daytime with Donna, with your host, Donna Intracasso, and sidekick Nina Fry. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well, now, we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Brassi. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressey. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on togedad.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show, on toginet.com. 
And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome to Girlfriend It Radio. We are Patty and Lisa. And today on our show, we are going to introduce you to a couple of guests who, who we've already mentioned are in the entertainment industry. And, and today we are speaking, um, first of all, with Maria Yano. And Maria is the president and founder of AG Projects, whose main purpose is to provide authors and screenwriters, first-timer seasoned, a place to submit their creative work, resulting in one great product, like a book or a movie. That's kind of cool to have a place like that to go well, yeah. to. yeah, and she's a screenwriter, director, producer, and publisher. Maria is also partnering with Stephen Baldwin on a movie project. So, Maria, we want to welcome you to Girlfriend at Radio this day. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor. Well, we've heard so much and been reading a lot about you, and so we're excited just to hear your heartbeat and talk to you. And as we mentioned, um, you like to encourage and equip authors and screenwriters to basically take a leap of faith and pursue pursue their passion for writing. So before we kind of dissect all this, we would love to hear your kind of personal faith journey, what, what that has been and looked like. So can you just share that with us? Sure, I'd love to. Um, <clears throat> really, um, it's been... You know, since I was in college was when I first um, took that leap of faith, and it's been a journey, an amazing journey ever since. I mean, it's not to say that it's been, you know, wonderful all the way through. I always um, hear that every time you take that leap of faith as a Christian, you do the walk. It's, you know, it's not all hunky-dory, all wonderful, but to make you stronger as a as a Christian and having a stronger faith, you have to accept, you know, those um, downhills as well as uphill battles. But it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey for me, especially with this new project that um, hopefully we can all talk about, but not too much, but um, also to be able to share <clears throat> with your listeners what God has in place for us. Well, and a little bit, you're talking about, you know, kind of the journey, and it's not always, you know, a piece of cake, which we know. There's always <laughs> those obstacles, and those moments when you fall down, like we've talked about earlier. Um, so, you know, I would think as a writer, if you, it, it just gives you more stories and gives that depth, because you're writing from that place inside where you, where you understand all the emotions. Um, can you explain, just how did you discover you had a love and a gift for writing, and how have you been able to integrate that into your faith? Well, um, you know, ever since um, I think I was little, I've always wanted to create stories. I always make up my own stories, excuse me, in every way that I could. But, um, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't have the the luxury of computers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, once I found out that I I just love doing these storytellings and and then um, found out even more that I can actually write them down... (laughs) Yeah. Paper, and uh, it just seems so so natural for me to be able to create something, um, you know, for my own mind. Because as I was growing up, I was never I was never welcomed into um, the part about the fairy tales. Um, my parents never instilled that in us. But so I created my own, my own fairy tales, my own stories, my own, um, you know. Um, happily ever after kind of stories, but once I, I became a faithful believer, I I kind of had to figure out a way 
and, you know, with God guiding me all the way through, to figure out a way on how to make these stories come alive even more with God, huge part of, of these stories with God in there and making it so that it would really relate to a lot of people. So in college, as much as I could, <laughs> every elective that I could take, um, I would take writing classes because, as you know, many of those who know me, my my parents, you know, they they kind of tell you what you want to be, what you should be when you grow up. But then in the back of your mind, you're really not very happy with that. So you figure out. I figured out a way on how to make it so that I could graduate. Um, from a degree in, in finance, accounting, and and then also put together the the writing classes, the creative writing classes, and um, however way, shape, or form I could take them during college. And then, you know, after college, I continued on with the writing and taking up classes here and there. So just to kind of hone my skills even more. So with God as being the integral part of these stories, it made it even so much easier and so much better because I always consider God as my writing partner. And I, you know, for me, I just consider myself as the typist. (laughs) I type it all on the computer, and God's the one who provides all the insight of um, everything that is put down on paper. Well, Maria, we need to back up just a little bit. When you were talking about not having that fairy tale growing up, for our listeners out there that are parents, how can they, they create more of that adventure and that fairy tale experience? <laughs> Imagination. Or, yes, because I agree. I think we we're so focused on the intellectual, and you know, at three, we're bragging about our child can write their name and they can read through you know Dr. Seuss books, rather than just allowing them to have Great. that imagination and we, we lose that. And then all of a sudden the next thing, you know, I know Lisa and I we're, we're teaching women that they can't even imagine anymore. They're so mm-hmm. stuck in just concrete information that they don't know how to dream. So what do you mean when you say your parents never provided that kind of framework or format in growing up? Um, well, I grew up in a country called Philippines, uh, Philippine Islands, and um, when I was growing up, um, in, including my brothers and sisters, I come from a family of eight, and there's five sisters and two brothers. Um, pretty much we weren't um, really introduced to those kinds of books that, um, you know, a lot of um, a lot of my, my friends, when I came to the U.S., um, a lot of my friends knew about and um, sometimes it was more like a laughing matter for for those who never heard of it. And um, so it was one that, um, you know, that I kind of discovered when I came to the United States. And um, But growing up in the Philippines, it wasn't, you know, they, those were those were books that we were never really introduced to. And, and my parents never really um, wanted us to be, you know, reading such um such novels that weren't reality. They wanted us to concentrate more on, um, you know, the regular nonfiction kind of textbooks to where geography, you know, the real facts, the truth kind of stuff. So, well, yeah, it's a little different <laughs> in yes. a way. Yeah. So at what point did you um, find that relationship with Jesus? At what point did you step out, like you said, that leap of faith? Um, it was around um, my college years. You know, a lot of times you always hear <clears throat> those who um, escape the, the home life and then you're into college and then the college life, you're basically, you know, freedom kind of thing. And so um, 
You know, I experimented with a lot of churches. I I have to admit, I was brought up Catholic, and then I, I, I felt like there was something missing, that link, and I didn't quite know exactly what it was when, you know, before I became a believer. And um, it was actually my husband, when we were still friends, when we were um, our freshman year, he kind of introduced, he introduced me actually to somebody who was part of the, um, the Navigator. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but they were called the NAVs, the Navigator. They were more like the Campus Crusades. Yes, uh-huh. And my the, brother was very involved in na- the Navigators. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, you know, so um, there was this person who came knocking at my door, and her name was Pam, and she um, talked to me about it. And at first it was kind of... It was kind of something that maybe I'm not interested in, maybe I am, but it just felt like somehow or the other when she started continuing to talk to me about, you know, what Jesus was and who he was and what he could do and what he has done and what he has done for so many people that she knew, um, I felt like the the Holy Spirit was just like all of a sudden um, entering into my life and it with no... It felt so weird, and I know that a lot of people who have taken that leap of faith, they've always have said that it, it's kind of different in a way. It's like all of a sudden you're being plunked down into something that you've never experienced before. But that experience that I experienced way back when, when I was in college, it was an amazing experience to a point where I have never looked back. I, I still remember the day that my roommate and I took that leap of faith, both of us, at the same time, the same minute. In fact, um, we were just talking about it a few weeks ago about it, my roommate and I, in college. And we were just talking about how we were sitting down on on our beds and, and in front of um, this girl named Pam. And she, she, my roommate and I both said our prayer that we asked God into our life and asked him to be part of our life from then on. So I, I tell you, like I said, I've never looked back. It's been an amazing journey all the way through, and it continues to be. Well, I love your story, and then it's, what's cool is what you're doing. You, you, you didn't just, you know, start following Jesus and then let it stop there, but you have developed and pursued him and allowed him to truly integrate into all areas of your life and even with your your writing and we're gonna have to take a break in about a minute but you have been collaborating of recent with um Stephen Baldwin and that I'm sure is an interesting story how God collided your two worlds and how you guys are now working on a project together using your faith and and using the gifts that God has given each one of us so briefly in like 30 seconds okay how did you and Stephen collide your worlds um well (laughs) I knew God knew how I could make it so that this movie that I was working, that I've been working on about a year ago around this time, actually, as we sit here talking about it, um, I knew God knew how I could get a hold of Stephen, so I kind of had to leave it up to God and figure it all out, just trust, trusting him. Well, that's going to be a cool story. When we come back, we'll be talking with Stephen Lamar and, and a little bit about your project, but just how God really does... Um, partner us and when we're when we're open to joining him he really does help us kind of come alongside with each other where we bring our giftedness to the table and you and Stephen have collaborated on on this project and it's just cool to see what god how god's going to benefit from it yes yeah and so many times we want to put a full business plan together and have all that lined up but instead we just 
throw it out there to God and we keep praying. And it's amazing how he orchestrates all, all of this. And it sounds like that is what we had here. So stay with us. We'll be right back with Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, our next guest is someone you probably know or have seen on the big screen. Stephen Baldwin is an actor, an author, and a follower of Jesus. He's also the youngest of the famed Baldwin brothers. And Stephen, we are honored and excited to share this show with you today. After watching you on other interviews, we know that we are going to have a lot of fun. (laughs) And we have prepared ourselves for the unexpected. And we're secure with that. (laughs) Welcome, Stephen. Well, I think it's probably a good idea that we don't get too crazy, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to define crazy before we'll, we'll, we'll answer that one. <laughs> and not in writing, right? <laughs> well, I, I guess uh, biblically we can get as crazy as the apostles did, and they got pretty crazy. 
I know. You know what? We, we it is okay to have fun and to enjoy life and enjoy the journey of faith with God because we really do believe God. Jesus laughed a lot with with his disciples, so we're we're so okay with all that. Um, and that's what we appreciate you because we know that you have a sense of humor just from watching you from a distance. And we're just excited to hear from you um, just about your own personal faith journey because you've had a wild ride just in, in your life, just I'm sure growing up as a as one of the Baldwin brothers, but then even coming to, to know Jesus. So can you just take a few minutes and just share your own personal faith journey and what that has looked like for you, how and when? Just share your whole life with us in like two minutes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually, uh, in my existence, I've actually had to learn to almost do that. But um, uh, what I like to suggest to people, um, and it's not to try to sell them a book, because <clears throat> anybody who's ever written a book that now only has it available electronically, you don't, you don't make any money on it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but what I, what I like to share with people is I did write this biography uh, called The Unusual Suspect, because I made a movie, and I was very fortunate uh, in the natural to be involved in this movie called The Usual Suspects, which won two Academy Awards and launched the career of Kevin Spacey and Benicio Del Toro and it's considered by a lot of people to be uh, uh, a very entertaining piece of cinema. So when I became a Christian, because there was so much uh, of an association of my name to that film, I did a little play on the title and I wrote my biography and titled it The Unusual Suspect. <laughs> and the purpose of that is, you know, I like to tell people when I'm, talking about my journey and my experience, uh, I, I like to say I titled the book that way as well because there's, there's nobody that almost can't believe that I'm born again more than me. You know, I, I'm kind of pinching myself every day on this journey of faith. Uh, you know, just, just you know, it's, it's awesome and it's real. So, <clears throat> you know, but uh, a lot of people like to come against that. And in my world, you know, in, in, in Hollywood and in the filmmaking industry, you know, there certainly is uh, uh, a conflict there with anybody who likes to try to express that. So um, so I'd say to people, if, if, if you want to really read something that is far more eloquently put together and it, it, it has a lot of humor in it, uh, go, go download or however you can do it is you get a copy of this book, The Unusual Suspect. A, a wonderful writer named Mark Tabb was my co-writer on the book. He's a former pastor who now is uh, an author. And uh, it, it's a fun book. And it really, uh, I can only encapsulate so much of my testimony in, in this conversation, but the book really tells a lot of other fun, funny stories about how great God is and what he's done. Can I, um, can I respond to that, Stephen? Uh, Patty sure. and Lisa, I want to just let you know that, yes, it's a very good book, and, and uh, we did have an event um, here in Arizona, and uh, we had the books available. And let me tell you, the people who have read it, including myself, it's, it's a really good book. I mean, I recommend it and, and highly to everybody. So there you go, Stephen. There Thanks, you go. Maria. We're all going to go buy it, Maria, so thanks yes. for <laughs> well, no, and, 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 and let me say this. It's, it's only a good book because it just 
demonstrates what God has done. That, mm-hmm. That's that's the important thing to realize. So, yes. um, my story's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I was living in Tucson about 20 years ago, and uh, I was there doing a TV show called The Young Riders. It's a Western program for ABC about the Pony Express. Mm-hmm. And uh, I- I'm going to, again, encapsulate this. After my first daughter was born there, my wife, being from Brazil, had hired this nanny slash housekeeper to come work with us in, in Tucson because through my wife's family in Brazil, she was able to have this gal come over, and my wife speaks Portuguese, and this gal only spoke Portuguese and was working with us. And <clears throat> after a couple of weeks of this woman named Augusta, who was working with us, uh, after a couple of weeks of that, she was always singing in Portuguese while she worked about Jesus. Mm. I mean, n- not not sometimes. Every day, every <laughs> song she sang... <laughs> was about was about Jesus, and my wife kindly, you know, kind of uh, uh, eventually turned to her and said, you know, gosh, I noticed you're singing, and I speak the language, and you know, it, it seems a little <clears throat> interesting mm-hmm. that all you sing about is Jesus Christ. I just was curious, uh, wondering if maybe you knew a couple other tunes and, uh, <laughs> in your repertoire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, Augusta was this very quiet, serious woman, kept to herself. Couldn't talk to me at all because we didn't speak the same language. She just looked at me like I was had 17 heads. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't blame her. I was covered in tattoos and running around and being me. And, uh, and, and when my wife asked her this question, Augusta had a very interesting con- uh, a reaction. Augusta literally very outside of her character, burst out hysterically laughing, like almost cackling. <laughs> and she was just overjoyed and laughing. And, and, and all of a sudden, my wife's standing there, and, and Augusta realizes, you know, wait a second, maybe Mrs. Baldwin doesn't understand my reaction here. So she quickly composes herself and says, you know, <clears throat> Mrs. Baldwin, please forgive me. You know, I I, I didn't mean to, to start laughing like that. It's just that you know, I'm, I'm so excited that you noticed my singing. I'm very grateful to God that you've come to me and asked me this question. And again, no disrespect to you, but I, I find the question amusing because I, I think it's funny that you think I'm here to clean your house. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my, my wife, perhaps thinking that she might be in a scene from a Freddy Krueger movie, <laughs> um, turns around and says, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? And uh, Augusta went on to explain that uh, <clears throat> before she had accepted the job back at her church in Brazil, when she heard about this opportunity, she went and talked to her pastor, prayed with her pastor, prayed with a prayer group at the church, really sought the Lord in this decision because she was 55 years old, had never been to America. This was a huge move for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said that uh, one of the days during that prayer time, uh, one of the people in the prayer group had, quote-unquote, received a word from the Lord about the opportunity and told her that 
the Lord had spoken, and if she accepted the opportunity and went and worked for this husband and wife, that as a result of that, at some point in the future, they would become Christians and have their own ministry. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so my wife, you know, has this what conversation. What did you do that? And then comes out to the garage, and, you know, I'm kind of working on the motor of one of my muscle cars or something. And she says, honey, do you have a second? I said, sure, dear. She said, I just talked to Augusta, and she just explained to me the real reason that she's here is because as a result of her presence, at some point in the future, you and I are to become born-again Christians and have our own ministry. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. And I I responded with this. I said, huh, really? Really? I said, honey. I say, can you said, can you even say your response on the radio? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Well, no, I said my response. I didn't say my thoughts. I said my response. <laughs> okay, okay. And I turned around and I said, sweetie, I love you to death, but we're from New York, and now we're in Arizona. It's 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 on the average, it's about thirty or forty degrees hotter here. <laughs> so, I said, I think. Maybe the heat's getting to you just a bit. Maybe you should go inside, crank up the AC, and take a little nap and come try to lay that one on me again. (laughs) Because obviously, obviously, for who I was at that point in time, making more money than I ever made, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, those words spoken into my life at that time were, Utterly ridiculous. I mean, just just absurd. And you're but, probably um, thinking you're probably thinking she has been smelling too many uh, cleaning chemicals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure, whatever, whatever it is. But but I'll but I'll say this. You know, God, God knows us before we're born, and God knows us every day, and He's our Father, and He's watching over us, and, and all that wonderful stuff. But at the same time, my, 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 my reaction in my heart to that was, hey, look, you know, whatever. You know, God bless her. Honey, God bless you. And they became good friends, and they started reading the Word together, and they started praying together. And I, I never had any problem with any uh, of this stuff. I didn't have a problem with what Augusta said. <clears throat> I just said to myself, yeah, okay, whatever. But then as all of this started to reveal itself over years and years and years, uh, it just became quite awesome to see in God's time and in God's way uh, how he does his thing, which usually for a lot of people who who, who really connect with uh, the Christian faith in an authentic way, it's usually in a way that when they look back upon it, they see these things that transpired that they didn't even realize were God's hands at the time. Okay, Stephen, hold that thought. We are going to go to a commercial break, and we will be right back with Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it. 
Girlfriended. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Join us for self-aid success stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage. Connect with Juliana in media.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a bug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. We are talking today about what does your faith have to do with it? And our special guests have been Maria Yana, who is a screenwriter and an author and actor. And she's collaborating on a project with Stephen Baldwin. Um, and Stephen, we've been talking about your faith and just your faith journey and how God literally rocked your world and got your attention unexpectedly. How he a lot of times just disrupts our, our lives in a positive way. We mean disrupts. And he enters in and gets our attention. And you have such a great story of how God really did. Um, he literally came into your home through <laughs> and got your attention. But as you continue talking about, we just have, it is just so interesting because we know that you're in a, in kind of an antagonistic environment, being in Hollywood and being a man of faith and integrating your faith in that. And even among your family, can you kind of, I, I know people are going, okay, what is it like? to be a Baldwin man of faith and live in the Baldwin household. So can you kind of talk about, even with your family, just how, how that has affected your relationships and even your conversations around the, the dinner table at holiday times? Uh, well, um, that's always kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it really tends to go back and forth and up and down and all that. And, and, and what's really unfortunate is <clears throat> it's kind of hard for me to express because I, I don't want it to 
sound too hardcore, but, you know, what I get a lot of in my travels is people who claim to be Christians who say to me, and what are we going to do about that brother of yours? Mm. And uh, what I say to them is, well, you know, um, uh, you know, everything in God's timing, but, you know, I'm sure you're praying for him, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you should see the look on eight out of ten people's faces when I ask them that question. So, um, you know, for me, uh, uh, it, it's, it's easy because it's not me living out this faith. It's the Holy Spirit living it out through me and for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't try to intellectualize the whole thing very much. I kind of realize that God's totally in control. And, you know, the only chance I ever have of reflecting who Jesus is into the lives of my wife, children, family, mother, anyone, is to just allow my life to be a reflection of the, 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 the cause and effect and transition and transformation that they see as a result of that. And um, th- that's really the most powerful part of it. So, um, you know, uh, again, the, the, uh, I gave that first example of what other Christians say to me and what expectation they have and this and that. I, I don't see that to be mean. I say that because, unfortunately, in America, there's such a, an incredible association with the Christian faith to certain political perceptions and this and that and, and, and all of that. So I would say only in that regard, only because when I believe for myself, Rick Santorum should be the next president of the United States, um, and that's just me, uh, <laughs> you know, that, 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 that will come into, you know, tremendous opposition, and there will be people, including my family and my brothers, who will say to me, yeah, but what about this, and what about that, and you're an idiot, and blah, blah, blah. and, and <clears throat> you know, that, that gives me the opportunity to say that it's mostly because I agree with Mr. Santorum's faith perceptions and values, mm-hmm. and, the thing, and the things that I connect to him about that are the things that I believe are most important. And I believe that if we get back to family values and the importance of the family unit and these things that are relevant to what I believe, I think that will cause things to be better in this country. And so in that respect, you know, the, 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 the interaction with family members is, is both very good and, and sometimes challenging. But, um, you know, it goes up and down. And as we come closer to the next presidential election, I would ask for all of your prayer and it becomes a little more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, is this a rumor? Or are you are you running for an office in New York against your brother? <laughs> oh, you stop it! <laughs> you just stop it, you little gossip hound. <laughs> hey, we do our homework, all right? <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. No, that um, <clears throat> what happened was. Uh, my brother had made some statement about <clears throat> considering running uh, when everything happened with, um, oh, I forget, not Elliot Spitzer, but the other guy that got in trouble for mm-hmm. being, being stupid.
put on the internet, but um, I forget his name. Anthony Weiner is the guy's name. And, yes. uh, <laughs> Congressman Weiner. Um, and, uh, and really, uh, apparently behind the scenes, you know, within the Democratic Party, he was being groomed to, to perhaps replace Michael Bloomberg. And when his whole thing, you know, happened, unfortunately for him and his wife and family, um, uh, my brother made some joke about considering running for mayor. And when that happened, of course, some other local uh, East Coast, you know, uh, news agencies, you know, made the joke that maybe I'd run against him. But I, I will never, ever, uh, you know, I mean, the Holy Spirit would have to, you know, do a, uh, put, put me in the belly of a whale to, to ever run for, for a political Yeah, don't, don't say never. And you know what? He's really capable of doing well, that. Well, you heard what I said. I said, the, I said the Lord would have to put me in the belly of a whale to convince me to run. Yeah. And he's so done that up, before. If I end up in the belly of a whale, then okay, I'll, be the, I'll become president of the United States. Fine. <laughs> and you heard it first here on Girlfriend at Radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, Stephen, do you find that your family is one of the hardest audiences to share your faith? Because we've had this conversation before with a lot of the listeners, and um, they really struggle because those are the ones you love the most. And and I know, you know, we're going to get to heaven, and those that we thought were going to be there with us might not necessarily, and those we had no idea. So, um, but do you find that that is a struggle, or, or like you say, you just kind of live out your faith, and if if they catch on, great. Let the Holy Spirit, you know, do do the job. Well, you know, um, I'm not going to be able to identify the story specifically, but somewhere, if anybody were to to Google search, you know, the testimony of um, uh, who's the Bill Hybels from uh, mm-hmm. Willow Creek. The Willow the Willow Creek Church in Chicago. I've done some ministry with those guys a couple of years ago, and there's this wonderful testimony that Bill Hybels gives about one of his best friends who was one of his sailing buddies. They used to sail together on and race sailboats and all this kind of stuff. And the guy just obviously knew who Bill was, and, and, and Bill kind of never really went there with him, just kind of loved on him and this and that. And just at one point when the relationship got to a certain place and there was this moment during a holiday when a door just opened in a conversation and, and Bill just looked at this guy and said, you know, I've never said anything like this to you. He said, but I just want you to know that it's not going to be okay with me after all this wonderful time we've had together for us to not be together in heaven. Mm. He said, that's, that just, there's something about, that in my in my thinking and in my heart that just doesn't sit right, <clears throat> and I think that was the Holy Spirit prompting Bill Hybels to really have that conversation with this guy. But what's beautiful about it is he waited on the Holy Spirit to 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 give in God's timing for that friend to be in a place where he would receive it. Yeah. So so what I would say to anybody is. You know, like I said in the beginning of this conversation, let your walk with the Lord and the reflection of that be the thing that probably most demonstrates 
the authenticity of the experience, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, <clears throat> let me tell you something, that's hard. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of Christians that, that want to, you know, they they want to point the finger and, and slime people with condemnation and make judgments and this and that. And I'm just blessed. I'm really blessed because I, I, I'm at peace every day in my life because <clears throat> I'm not trying to figure out, you know, who the next president should be or this and that and, you know, who's right, who's wrong. It, None of that matters because ultimately God is on the throne and he's in control and, you know, it's his plan that's being allowed to happen and or not happen his way. So I say that kind of in a roundabout way to make this point. Yes, when it comes to Christians that have a heart for family and friends, I would just say trust in the Holy Spirit, pray for those people, the, the the more you seek to get closer and intimate with the Holy Spirit in your faith, the more of a reflection you'll have and touch those other people. That's very important. And then at some point, as prayerfully as the Lord leads, you're just going to want to pull that person aside and just say, look, I really love you and really can't think, you know, what it's going to be like when, when I get to be with God for eternity, that you're not going to be there with me. How can you and I talk about this so that I can share with you uh, how you might have that experience too? So we have to not be afraid to to confront people with that, but do it in a way that, that we believe prayerfully the Holy Spirit has led us to. Because here's the thing. Maybe God doesn't want you to have that conversation. Maybe God's plan is for that person to come into that experience entirely. In some, Maybe God's plan is for a housekeeper from Brazil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, you know, I would just say seek God on it. But at the same time, as the Lord leads, Get ready to, to, to not be afraid to say to that loved one, say to that brother, sister, aunt, uncle, whoever it is, just say, hey, can I just, can we go for coffee and can I just really share this thing with you that I think is... Stephen, we have, we have to end our show. We'll have to have you back. Thank you so much for sharing your faith and your heart for the oh, Lord. Oh, you got it. This is Girlfriend at Radio. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show 